All right, it is the shitty one, chemistry. Uh, I'm going to start off with some basic principles, and then we're gonna, going to go through inorganic and some organic. This is a long one, so I apologize in advance. Okay, first up, density is mass over volume. Um, remember your conversions. Don't forget to change grams per centimeter cubed to kilograms per meter cubed, and vice versa. Um, molecular formulas. So remember that molecular versus empirical is empirical is the lowest common denominator between molecular and empirical. For polyatomic ions, here are some common ones. Ammonium, NH4+, hydronium, H3O+, acetate, CH3CO2 negative, bicarbonate, HCO3 negative, cyanide, CN negative, hydroxide, OH negative, nitrate, NO3 negative, nitrite, NO2 negative, perchlorate, ClO4 negative, carbonate, CO3 2 negative, sulfate, SO4 2 negative, sulfite, SO3 2 negative, phosphate, PO4 3 negative. Atomic mass unit, um, you can just look off the periodic table. The mole is mass in grams over molecular weight. Percent composition, uh, you can just go ahead and find the mass composition by multiplying the number of atoms times the molecular weight and then the summation. And then you can just take the proportion of whichever uh, element you're interested in over that total and that will give you the empirical molecular weight. Um, balancing equations, don't forget to balance equations. Uh, concentrations, molarity, moles of solute over liters of solution. The mole fraction is the number of moles of your substance of interest over the total number of moles in the solution. Stoichiometric relationships, yeah, balance your equations. Um, for this one, uh, don't forget to take your molecular weights and multiply by the stoichiometric relationship to be able to get your total grams. I think you do that pretty consistently, but it never hurts to remind you. Oxidation states. The oxidation number is meant to indicate how an atom owns its valence electrons. So, for example, consider the formula unit NaCl. The sodium atom will transfer its valence electron to the chlorine atom, so the sodium's ownership of its valence electron has changed. To indicate this, we'd say the oxidation state of sodium is now plus one, or one less electron than it started with. On the other hand, chlorine accepts ownership of that one electron, so its oxidation state is negative one. That is, one more electron than it started with. The oxidation state of an atom is the charge it would have if the compound were ionic. Rules for assigning oxidation states. The oxidation state of any element in its standard state is zero. The sum of the oxidation states of the atom in a neutral molecule must always be zero. The sum of the oxidation states of the atom in an ion must always equal the ion's charge. Group 1 metals have a plus 1 oxidation state. Group 2 metals have a plus 2 oxidation state. Fluorine has a negative 1 oxidation state. Hydrogen has a plus 1 oxidation state when bonded to something more electronegative than carbon, and a negative 1 oxidation state when binded, bonded to an atom less electronegative than carbon, and a zero oxidation state when bonded to carbon. Oxygen has a negative 2 oxidation state. The rest of the halogens have a negative 1 oxidation state, and the atoms of the oxygen family have a negative 2 oxidation state. Um, just as a note, in the exception to Rule 6, in peroxides such as H2O2 or N2O2, oxygen is in a negative 1 oxidation state, which is consistent with Rules 3 and 5, but cool. All right, so those are the basics. We can go through and start the actual review. And remember, this is inorganic. Okay, so general chemistry. 
The nucleus contains protons and neutrons. Their sum corresponds to the mass number. The number of protons corresponds to the atomic number. An overabundance of either protons or neutrons can result in unstable nuclei, which decay via the emission of various particles. Uh, remember, for a beta emission, the mass, the atomic number goes up, mass stays the same. For an alpha emission, just take away a helium, that's two and four, um, from the atomic mass, from the atomic number and the atomic mass, respectively. Uh, for gamma emissions, then that's a neutron. For nuclear decay reactions, the sum of all mass and atomic numbers in the products must equal the same sum of these numbers in the reactants. The rate of nuclear decay is governed by a species' half-life. Electrons exist in discrete energy levels within an atom. Emission spectra are obtained from energy emitted as excited electrons fall from one level to another. The periodic table is organized into blocks based on the architecture of electron orbitals. Therefore, valence electron configurations can be determined based on an element's location in the table. In their ground state, electrons occupy the lowest energy orbitals available and occupy subshell orbitals singly before pairing. I think that's Hun's law, Hun's rule. Atoms and ions are most stable when they have an octet of electrons in their outer shell. The D subshell is always backfilled. For an atom in the D block of period N, the D subshell will have a principal quantum number of N minus 1. A half-filled D5 or filled D10 D subshell is exceptionally stable. Transition metals ionize from their valence S subshells before their D subshells. Remember, ionization energy increase increases with the atomic size, so bigger molecules, more ionization energy because of the stabilization effect of the um, nuclear pole on the electrons. Atomic radius increases to the left and down on the periodic table. For charged species, cations are less than neutral atoms, less than anions for a given element. For isoelectric ions, the species with more protons will have the smaller radius. Ionization energy, electron affinity, and electronegativity increases up and to the right on the periodic table, where acidity increases to the right and down on the periodic table. The relative electronegativities of common atoms in decreasing order are F, O, N, C, L, B, R, I, S, C, it's approximately equal to H. Okay, bonding and intermolecular forces. The best Lewis dot or resonance structures have octets around all atoms, minimized formal charge, and negative charges on more electronegative elements. Covalent bonds form between elements with similar electronegativities, two nonmetals. Nonpolar bonding means equal electron sharing, polar bonding means unequal electron sharing, and electron density is higher around the more electronegative element. Coordinate covalent bonds form between a Lewis base, or an electron pair donor, and a Lewis acid, an electron pair acceptor. The electrons are shared. Ionic bonds form between elements with large differences in electronegativities, metals and nonmetals, and the strength of that bond depends on the charge and the size of the ions. Larger charges and smaller ions make the strongest ionic bonds. Vesper theory predicts the shape of the molecules. Angles between electron groups around the central atom are maximized for greatest stability. The hybridization of an atom is dependent on the number of electron groups on that atom. Two electron groups is an sp bond, linear. Three electron groups are sp2, trigonal planar, four electron groups are sp3 tetrahedral. Sigma bonds generally form through end-on-end -end overlap of hybrid orbitals. Pi bonds form through the side-to-side -side overlap of unhybridized p orbitals. If bond dipoles are symmetrically oriented in a molecule, the molecule as a whole is nonpolar. If the dipoles are asymmetrical, the molecule will be polar. Intermolecular forces are cohesive and determine the physical properties, melting and boiling points, solubility, vapor pressure, etc., of a compound based on relative strengths. While all molecules have London dispersion forces, they are the predominant intermolecular force that holds nonpolar molecules together. Dipole-dipole forces are the predominant intermolecular force that holds polar molecules together. 
molecules with an HF, HO, or HN bond and an NO or F with a lone electron pair can hydrogen bond. Thermodynamics The zeroth law of thermodynamics states that energy will flow from a body at higher temperature to a body at lower temperature until both bodies have the same temperature. Energy flow into a system has a positive sign. Energy flow out of a system has a negative sign. The first law of thermodynamics states that energy cannot be created or destroyed. The internal energy of an object is proportional to its temperature. The second law of thermodynamics states that all processes tend towards maximum disorder or entropy, S. Enthalpy, H, is a measure of the energy stored in the bonds of molecules. Breaking bonds requires energy, plus delta H, while forming bonds releases energy, minus delta H. Standard conditions are 1 atm and 298k, 1 molar concentrations. Standard conditions are denoted by the superscript degree. An endothermic reaction has a delta H greater than zero. An exothermic reaction has a delta H less than zero. Delta H of the reaction equals H of the products minus H of the reactants. This equation can also be applied to delta G and delta S. Delta G, the Gibbs free energy, is the amount of energy in a reaction available to do chemical work. For a reaction under any set of conditions, delta G equals delta H minus temperature times delta S. If delta G is less than zero, the reaction is spontaneous in the forward direction. If delta G is greater than zero, the reaction is non-spontaneous in the forward direction. If delta G equals zero, the reaction is at equilibrium. Phases. Changes in pressure and or temperature of a substance can induce changes in phase. The three important phases are, in order of low to high entropy and low to high internal energy, solid, liquid, and gas. Specific heat, or C, is an intrinsic property that defines how resistant a substance is to temperature change. The change in temperature associated with the input or extraction of heat when the phase is uncharged is given by Q equals mc delta T, where C is the specific heat of a substance and M is the amount, either by mass or moles, depending on C. Heat capacity, capital C, is given by capital C equals mc, where M is the mass of the sample. Heat capacity is a proportionality constant that defines how much heat is required to change the temperature of a sample by 1 degree Celsius. You don't have to change it to Kelvin in that case. A substance cannot simultaneously undergo a phase change and a temperature change. The heat associated with a phase change is given by Q equals N delta H of the phase of change, where N is the number of moles of a substance, or mass, if delta H is given in energy mass. Lines on a phase diagram correspond to equilibria between phases and phase transitions. The intersection of all three lines on a phase diagram is known as the triple point and represents equilibrium between all three phases. The phase diagram of water is unique in that its solid-to-liquid equilibrium line has a negative slope. This accounts for the fact that ice melts under increased pressure and why the density of ice is less than that of liquid water. Gases The pressure of a gas is due to the collisions gas particles have with the container walls. The ideal gas law states that PV equals nRT. Standard temperature and pressure, STP conditions, are at 1 atm and 273 degree Kelvin. Under these conditions, one mole of any gas will occupy 22.4 liters of space. Particles of an ideal gas take up no volume and experience no intermolecular forces. They also have elastic conditions with each other and the walls of their container. Real gases approach ideal behavior under most conditions, but deviate most from ideal behavior under conditions of high pressure and low temperature. Real gases can be quantified using the van der Waals equation, where P plus AN squared over capital V squared times V minus NB equals NRT. Dalton's law of partial pressure states that the total pressure inside a container is equal to the sum of the partial pressures of each constituent gas. The partial pressure of a gas divided by the total pressure of all gases is equal to its mole fraction within the gaseous mixture. Temperature is a measure of the average kinetic energy of molecules within a sample. Graham's law of effusion states that the rate of effusion of a gas is inversely proportional to its molecular weight. In other words, lighter gases effuse more quickly than heavier gases. Kinetics 
Kinetics is the study of how quickly a reaction occurs, but does not determine whether or not a reaction will occur. All rates are experimentally determined by measuring a change in the concentration of a reactant or product compared to a change in time, often given in meters per second. Molecules must collide in order to react, and the frequency and energy of these collisions determines how fast the reaction occurs. Increasing the con concentration of reactants often increases the reaction rate due to an increased number of collisions. Increasing the temperature of a reaction always increases the reaction rate since molecules move faster and collide more frequently. The energy of collisions also increases. Activation energy, E sub A, is the minimum energy required to start a reaction and decreases in the presence of a catalyst, thereby increasing the reaction rate. Transition states are at an energy maxima, while intermediates are at local energy minima along a reaction coordinate. A reaction mechanism must agree with experimental data and suggests a possible pathway by which reactants and intermediates might collide in order for a chemical reaction to occur. The sum of all elementary steps of a mechanism will add to give the overall chemical reaction. The slow step of the mechanism is the rate-limiting step and determines the rate of the overall reaction. A rate law can only be determined from experimental data or if a given mechanism and has the general or if given a mechanism and has the general form rate equals k of the reactants raised to x, where x is the order of the reaction with respect to a given reactant and k is the rate constant. The overall order of a reaction is the sum of all exponents in the rate law. The value of the rate constant k depends on temperature and activation energy and its units will vary depending on the reaction order. Coefficients of the reactants in the rate-limiting step of a mechanism can be used to determine the order of a reaction in the rate law. Coefficients from the overall reaction alone cannot be used to find the order of a reaction. Equilibrium The equilibrium constant dictates the relative ratio of products to reactant when a system is at equilibrium. Um, I'm not going to read that. It's on page 220, so you can go for it. It's um, A plus B yields C plus D, and the KEQ is the sum of the reactants over the products raised to their prospective exponents. Pure solids and liquids are not included in the equilibrium expression. So I'm going to say that again because you got both of those wrong. Pure solids and liquids are not included in the equilibrium expression. If K is greater than 1, products are favored. If K is less than 1, reactants are favored. The reaction quotient Q is a ratio of the products and reactants with the same form as K that can be used when the reaction isn't at equilibrium. If Q is less than K, the reaction will proceed in the forward reaction. If Q is greater than K, the reaction will proceed in the reverse direction until equilibrium is achieved. The only factor that changes the equilibrium constant is temperature. Changing the concentrations of the product or reactants of a reaction at equilibrium will force the system to shift according to Le Chatelier's principle. Increasing the temperature of a system at equilibrium favors the products in an endothermic reaction and the reaction, reactants in an exothermic reaction. Decreasing the temperature will have the opposite effect on both types of reactions. In a gaseous reaction, increasing the pressure by decreasing the volume favors the side of the reaction with fewer moles of gas. Decreasing the pressure has the opposite effect. An electrolyte is a solution that produces free ions in solution. Strong electrolytes produce more ions in solution than weak electrolytes. The Van Hoff or ionizability factor, I, tells us how many ions one unit of a substance will produce in solution. All group 1 ammonium, nitrate, perchlorate, and acetate salts are completely soluble. All silver, lead, and mercury salts are insoluble, except when they are paired with nitrate, perchlorate, or acetate. The solubility of solids and liquids increases with increasing temperature. The solubility of gases and liquid decreases with increasing temperature and increases with increasing temperature. The amount of salt that can be dissolved in a solute is given by its solubility product constant, Ksp. For a reaction at equilibrium under standard conditions, Delta G degree equals negative RT natural log KEQ. 
For a reaction under non-standard conditions, delta G can be calculated using delta G equals delta G degree plus RT natural log Q. Acids and bases. Acids are proton donors and electron acceptors. Bases are proton acceptors and electron donors. Strong acids completely dissociate in water, where Ka is greater than 1. You should memorize the list of strong acids and bases. The higher the Ka and the lower the pKa, the stronger the acid. The higher the Kb and lower the pKb, the stronger the base. For any conjugate acid and base pair, KaKb equals Kw. Therefore, it follows that the stronger the acid, the weaker its conjugate base. Conjugates of strong acids and bases have no acid-base properties in water. Amphoteric substances may act as either acids or bases. Water is amphoteric and ionizes into OH negative and H3O+. The equilibrium constant for the auto-ionization of water is K water equals OH times hydronium. At 25 degrees Celsius, Kw equals 1 times 10 to the negative 14. pH equals negative log hydronium. For a concentration of hydronium ion given in a 10 to the negative xm's notation, simply take the negative exponent to find the pH. The same is true for the relationship between OH and POH, Ka and pKa, and Kb and pKb. At 25 degrees Celsius, pKa plus pKb equals 14. If a salt is dissolved in water and the cation is stronger, is a stronger acid than water, the resulting solution will have a pH less than 7. If the anion is a base stronger than water, the resulting solution will have a pH greater than 7. Buffers resist against pH change upon the addition of a small amount of strong acid or base. A higher concentration of buffer resists pH change better than a lower concentration of buffer. That is, the solution has a higher buffering capacity. A buffer consists of approximately equal molar amounts of a weak acid and its conjugate base and maintains a pH close to its pKa. The Henderson-Hasselbalch equation can be used to determine the pH of a buffer solution. Indicators are weak acids that change color upon conversion to their conjugate base. An indicator changes color in the range of plus or minus pH range of plus or minus one pH unit from its pKa. In a titration, the equivalence point is the point at which all of the original acid or base has been neutralized. When a strong acid is titrated against a weak base, the pH at the equivalence point is less than seven. When a strong base is titrated against a weak acid, the pH at the equivalent point is greater than seven. When a strong base is titrated against a strong acid, the pH at the equivalence point is 7. At the half-equivalence point of a titration of a weak plus strong acid or base, the solution has equal concentrations of acid and conjugate base, and the pH equals the pKa. Electrochemistry Oxidation is electron loss. Reduction is electron gain. Remember, oil rig, or Leo the lion says grr. A species that is oxidized is a reducing agent, and a species that is reduced is an oxidizing agent. In all electrochemical cells, oxidation occurs at the anode and reduction occurs at the cathode. Electrons always flow from the anode to the cathode. Salt bridge anions always migrate toward the anode, and cations always migrate towards the cathode. The free energy of an electrochemical cell can be calculated from its potential based on delta G degree equals negative negative NFE degree. A galvanic cell spontaneously generates electrical power where delta G, negative delta G, and positive E. An electrolytic cell consists of non-spontaneous reactions and requires an external electrical power source. It's a positive delta G and a negative E. In a galvanic cell, electrons spontaneously flow from the negative terminal to the positive terminal. Therefore, it follows that in a galvanic cell, the anode is negatively charged and the cathode is positively charged. In an electrolytic cell, electrons are forced from the positive terminal to the negative terminal, and therefore the anode is positively charged and the cathode is negatively charged. Standard reduction and oxidation potentials are intrinsic values and therefore should not be multiplied by molar coefficients in balanced half-reactions. For a given reduction potential, the reverse reaction, or oxidation potential, has the same magnitude of E but the opposite sign. 
Faraday's law of electrolysis states that the amount of chemical change is proportional to the amount of electricity that flows through the cell. Under non-standard conditions, the potential of an electrochemical cell can be calculated using the Nernst equation, where energy equals E degree minus RT over NF multiplied by the natural log of Q. All right, organic. Bronsted-Lowry. So, a Bronsted acid can donate a proton, H+, and it usually becomes negative. Strength of the acid refers to the degree which it dissociates. Um, and alcohols are considerably more acidic than hydrocarbons. Carboxylic anions are more acidic than alcohols. Alkoxide ions are base. Okay, so determining conjugate base. And skip that. Constitutional isomers are compounds that have the same molecular formula, but their atoms are connected differently. Conformational isomerism are compounds that have the same molecular formula and the same atomic, atomic connectivity, but differ from one another by a rotation around the sigma bond, but they are the same molecule. Stereoisomers are molecules that have the same molecular formula and connectivity, but differ from one another only in the spatial arrangement of the atoms. They cannot be interconverted by rotation of sigma bonds. Chiral or chiral centers is when a, any molecule that cannot be superimposed on its mirror image. For a chiral center, an carbon atom will have four different groups bonded to it. Because it has four different groups, it must be sp3 hybridized with approximately 109 degree bond angles and tetrahedral geometry. Such a carbon atom is also sometimes referred to as a stereocenter, a stereogenic center, or an asymmetric center. Disteromers are stereoisomers that are not enantiomers. That is, diastereomers are stereoisomers that are non-superimposable, non-mirror images. Epimers are a subclass of diastereomers that differ in their absolute configuration at a single chiral center, or only one stereocenter is inverted. <clears throat> the stereocenter that is inverted is called the epimeric carbon. Note that all epimers are diastereomers, but not all diastereomers are epimers. Epimers that form as a result of ring closure are known as anomers. For the MCAT, anomers will only be encountered with regard to sugar chemistry. Consider D-glucose. Open-chain glucose exists in equilibrium with cyclic glucose, known as glucopyranose. Cyclicization occurs when the C5 hydroxyl group attacks the carbonyl C double bond O carbon at C1. This converts a carbon with three substituents to a carbon with four different substituents. Thus, a new stereocenter is formed, and it can assume one of two possible forms, with the hydroxyl group down, which is an alpha configuration, or with the hydroxyl group up, where it's beta. It's the orientation at C1 that distinguishes the two anomers, and C1 is known as the anomeric center, or the anomeric carbon. A meso compound has a plane of symmetry. And just as a note, on page 101, there is a really nice summary of a flowchart to look at um, selection of isomeric type for future reference. Structure and stability. Saturated compounds have the general formula C subscript N H subscript 2N plus 2. Unsaturated molecules contain rings or pi bonds. As the 
as the substitution of carbocations increases, so does their stability due to the inductive effect. Carbanions are more stable when they are less substituted. Resonance stabilization results from the ability of pi electrons or charge to move and delocalize through a system of conjugated pi bonds or unhybridized p orbitals. Bronsted-Lowry acids are proton donors and are stronger, or dissociate more, when their conjugate bases are most stable in solution. Acidity of carboxylic acid results from the resonance stability of the carboxylate anion. Electron withdrawing groups increase the acidity of carboxylic acid by stabilizing the negative charge of the carboxylate anion via the adductive effect. Nucleophiles are at Lewis bases and are electron-rich, while electrophiles are Lewis acids and are electron-deficient. Nucleophiles are stronger when negatively charged, less electronegative, or larger in size. Leaving groups are more likely to leave as their stability in solution increases. Uncharged and or larger groups are usually better leaving groups. Compounds with the same molecular formula are known as isomers. Structural or constitutional isomers differ by the connectivity of atoms in the molecule. Conformational isomers differ by a rotation around a sigma bond. Stereoisomers have the same atom connectivity but different spatial orientations of atoms. Chiral molecules have chiral centers, a carbon with four different substituents, and are not superimposable on their mirror image and rotate plane polarized light. Enantiomers are non-superimposable mirror images and have opposite absolute configuration at all chiral centers. Enantiomers rotate plane polarized light an equal magnitude but in opposite directions. Therefore, a 50-50 mixture of enantiomers or a racemic mixture is not optically active. The process of separating a mixture of enantiomers is called resolution and entails conversion of the racemic mixture into a pair of separable diastereomers temporarily before converting back to the pure chiral enantiomer. Diastereomers are stereoisomers that are not mirror images. They differ in absolute configuration for at least one, but not all carbons. Epimers are diastereomers that differ in absolute configuration at only one stereocenter. Geometric isomers are diastereomers that are cis-trans, or Z-E, pairs on a ring or double bond. When highest priority groups are on the same side of the ring or bond, the molecule is cis. When they're on opposite sides, the compound is trans, or E. Mesocompounds are achiral molecules with chiral centers and an internal mirror plane. Lab techniques, separations, and spectroscopy. Organic compounds are separated via extraction based on their differing solubility in aqueous or organic solvents. Organic acids, COOHs and PHOHs, and bases, amines, can undergo acid-base reactions to generate ions, which preferentially, preferentially dissolve in the aqueous layer during an extraction. Thin layer chromatography separates molecules based on polarity. The more polar compound travels the least distance up the plate and has the lowest RF value. Ion exchange, HPLC, size exclusion, and affinity chromatography are similar in nature to column chromatography and generally use a mobile and stationary phase for separating compounds. They are generally used to separate biomolecules like amino acids, protein, or nucleic acid. Distillation and gas chromatography separate compounds based on boiling point. UV-Vis spectroscopy indicates the presence of a conjugated pi system in a molecule whereas IR spectroscopy identifies the functional groups present in molecules. The most common IR resonances tested on the MCAT are the CO double bond at approximately 1700 inverse centimeters, or 1700 centimeters minus one, the carbon-carbon double bond at around 1650 inverse centimeters, and the OH bond at around 3600 centimeters inverse. The number of resonances in an H1 NMR spectrum indicates the number of non-equivalent hydrogens present in a molecule. Splitting in a 1H NMR spectrum occurs when one hydrogen has non-equivalent protons located on an adjacent atom. The signal will be split into n plus 1 lines, where n is the number of non-equivalent adjacent hydrogens. The number of HS signals, the number of hydrogens each signal represents, is determined by the integration of the peak. Protons that are more D-shielded, or near-electronegative groups, will be further downfield, 
or at higher ppm, and protons that are more shielded or near electron donated groups will be more upfield at lower ppm. Carbonyl chemistry. The carbon-oxygen double bond is very polarized due to the high electronegativity of oxygen, resulting in the carbon of the carbonyl group being electrophilic. Protons, alpha, to a carbonyl are acidic and can be removed by a strong base to yield a nucleophilic carbanion or enolate. Keto-enol tautomerism is the rapid equilibrium tautomerism is the rapid equilibration of the more stable keto form of a carbonyl and the less stable enol form with the alpha protein with the alpha proton shifts to the carbonyl carbon. Keto-enol tautomerism is the rapid equilibration of the more stable keto form of a carbonyl to the less stable enol form where the alpha proton shifts to the carbonyl oxygen. There we go. I'm sorry. Nucleophilic additions involve the attack of a nucleophile on the carbon of an aldehyde or a ketone. These reactions break one pi bond to form two sigma bonds. Hydride reduction, a type of nucleophilic addition, can convert ketones or aldehydes into alcohols. Alcohols can be converted back to carbonyl compounds using oxidizing agents. An aldol condensation is a carbon-carbon bond forming reaction where the carbonyl carbon of one molecule is the electrophile while the alpha carbon of another carbonyl compound is the nucleophile. The formation of a specific enolate from an asymmetrical ketone can be controlled by carefully manipulating reaction conditions. The less substituted kinetic enolate is formed at low temperatures with bulky bases, while the more substituted or thermodynamic enolate is formed at higher temperatures with small bases. The reactivity of carboxylic acid derivatives decreases as follows. Acid halide is greater than acid anhydride, which is greater than an ester, which is greater than an amide. Nucleophilic addition to the carbonyl carbon in a carboxylic acid derivative is usually followed by elimination due to the presence of a good electronegative leaving group. Biologically important molecules. Amino acids, AA, consists of a tetrahedral alpha carbon connected to an amino group, a carboxyl group, and a variable R group which determines the amino acid's properties. The isoelectric point of an amino acid is the pH at which the net charge on the molecule is zero. This structure is referred to as the Zwitter ion. Electrophoresis separates mixtures of AAs and is conducted at buffered pH. Positively charged amino acids move to the negative end of the gel, and negative amino acids move to the positive end. Zwitter ions will not move. Proteins consist of amino acids linked by peptide bonds or amide bonds, which have partial double bond characteristics, lack rotation, and are very stable. When you get a number of peptide bonds questions, just take the number of amide groups, for example, and then subtract one. So, you know, like a tripeptide would have two bonding sites, for example. The secondary structure of proteins, alpha helices and beta sheets, is formed through hydrogen bonding interactions between atoms in the backbone of the molecule. The most stable tertiary protein structure generally places polar amino acids on the exterior and nonpolar amino acids on the interior of the protein. This minimizes interaction between nonpolar amino acids and water while optimizing interactions between side chains inside the protein. All animal amino acids are L-configuration, and all animal sugars are D-configuration. Carbohydrates are chains of hydrated carbon atoms with the molecular formula CnH2nON. Sugars in solution exist in equilibrium between the straight chain form and either the furanose, 5-atom, or pyranose, six-atom cyclic forms. The anomeric forms of a sugar differ by the position of the OH group on the anomeric carbon. OH down equals alpha, OH up equals beta. All monosaccharides will give a positive result in a Benedict's test because they contain an aldehyde, ketone, or hemicetal, and therefore are reducing sugars. The glycosidic linkage in a disaccharide is named 
based on which anomer is present for the sugar containing the acetyl and the numbers of carbons linked to the bridging oxygen. Saponification is a base-mediated hydrolysis of a triglyceride, which produces three equivalents of fatty acid carboxylates. These amphipathic molecules form micelles in solution. Lipids are found in several forms in the body, including triglycerides, phospholipids, cholesterol, and steroids. The building blocks of nucleic acids, DNA and RNA, are nucleotides, which are comprised of a pentose sugar, a purine or pyridamine base, and two 3-phosphate units. A zwitterion is a molecule with both positive and negative formal charges. Just as a review, here are the key amino acids that we should know. Acidic, aspartic acid, ASPD. Glutamic acid, GLUE. Again, acidic, aspartic acid, ASPD. Glutamic acid, glutamic, glutamic acid, GLUE. Basic, lysine, L-Y-S-K. Arginine, A-R-G-R. Histidine, H-I-S-H. Again, basic, lysine, L-Y-S-K. Arginine, A-R-G-R. Histidine, H-I-S-H. Nonpolar, glycine, G-L-Y-G. Alanine, A-L-A-A. Valine, V-A-L-V. Leucine, L-E-U-L. Isoleucine, I-L-E-I. Proline, P-R-O-P. Phenylalanine, P-H-E-F. Tryptophan, T-R-P-W. Methionine, M-E-T-M. Polar, cysteine, C-Y-S-C. Serine, S-E-R-S. Threonine, T-H-R-T. Tyrosine, T-Y-R-Y. Asparagine, A-S-N-N. Glutamine, G-L-N-Q. Some easy ones to pick out. Tryptophan has two closed rings. Phenylalanine has one closed ring with that benzene structure. Tyrosine has one closed ring that looks a lot like phenylalanine, except it's got an OH stuck to the end of it. Histidine has a closed ring, furanose. Arginine is more basic than lysine. Proline has a single furanose closed ring without double bonds. Methionine has a sulfur in it. And so does cysteine. The only difference between methionine and cysteine is that methionine is bigger. So more stuff. Methionine, more. Cysteine, less. But both have sulfur. Sulfur. Okay, some general stuff here. Uh, you're going to hear all of this is kind of repetitive, but these are the ones that we got the most missed on the last test for. So, Okay, organic acids and bases. A Lewis acid is an electron pair acceptor. A Bronsted-Lowry acid is a proton donor. A Lewis base is an electron pair donor, and a Bronsted-Lowry base is a proton acceptor. Factors enhancing acid strength, weaker HA bond, greater electronegativity of A, the inductive effect of substituent on A, more S character in the hybrid orbital, resonance stabilized conjugate base. Factors enhancing base strength, reverse of acid strength guidelines, a base is a nucleophile 
the electronic effects which shift electron density to the atom with the lone pair increases base strength. So alcohols have a low molecular weight, they're water-soluble, H-bonding, polar, ROH acid protons, resonance-stabilized, Aromatic alcohols, uh, phenols are pretty common, acidic hydrogen, the ring substituent alters acidity. Uh, let's see. I don't think any of the others here are really relevant. So a basic property of amino acid, a basic Amino acid will have a greater number of NH groups. An acidic will have a greater number of COOH. Chiral isomers, zwitter ions. Remember that an isoelectric point is a pH which produces both positive and negative charges. Remember that sulfur favors reduction. So anytime you see a sulfur, just assume that there's going to be a reducing property going on with it at some point. An ether has an O with two R groups on either side. An ester has an O connected to a carbon and an R group. An amine is a nitrogen with one group associated to it. An amide is connected to a carbon. So amine has those three R groups. An amide has one carbon attached to something interesting. Okay, that's it. All done. Good job. Okay, chemistry times two. I promised some mnemonics, so my bad. We'll try this again. Okay, so this is also going to include biochemistry. So, two classes of nucleotides in DNA, a pyrimidine and purine, with cytosine, thymine, adenine, and guanine. The easiest way to remember which class they belong to is all pyrimidines, Cytosine and thymine contain the letter Y, and adenine and guanine are nine-sided molecules, and the pyrimidines are six-sided molecules. DNA delivers the blueprint, D like DNA, RNA reads it, R like RNA. RNA uses U-R-A-C-I-L, uracil, it's got an R in it, in place of thymine. Two simple sugars or monosaccharides, those are fructose and glucose, which combine to form sucrose. So remember that a molecule of fructose has five carbons, F is in fructose and five, and hexagon is the shape of the glucose molecule, so it's got a G in it, hexagon glucose. And if fructose and glucose attach the wrong way, you get a fiber instead of sucrose sugar. Insulin gets sugar into cells. Mellitus and insipidus are two kinds of diabetes. Both cause increased urine flow, but for different reasons. Deed mellitus is characterized by excessive sugar present in the urine due to lack of insulin, and D insipidus is recognized by high volumes of watery urine during, due to a lack of antidiuretic hormone, or ADH. That's usually because of a damaged hypothalamus gland. Hydrolysis is the way that water can break molecules. So hydro, water, lysis, cut. To remember how osmosis works, remembers, remember that particles suck. Thus, tonicity whether hypertonic or hypotonic, 
refer to the concentration of particles, and water always goes towards the area of more particles. So particles suck the water. Water is bent, its angle. And you can remember this by um, similar thing with NH3, except the electron cloud pushes the three hydrogens to modify the regular tetrahedral shape. So water, the number of letters in that is five, and it has around 105 degrees with its bent shape. And ammonia, NH3, has seven letters in its name, and it gets 107 degrees in its new bent shape. For remembering metalloids, you can use the mnemonic Big Size Genitals Assure Teasing Stories, which I'm not really sure I'm into, but, you know. So for Rydberg's equation to analyze spectra, Rydberg, R-Y-D, B-E-R-G, contains most of the colors of the rainbow. Red, yellow, dark blue, orange, and green. And that formula is 1 over lambda equals R times 1 over N1 squared minus 1 over N2 squared. For gas laws, PV equals NRT. You can remember which came up with which law. Avogadro was ugly, his face had a number of moles, Boyle had high blood pressure, and Charles ran a temperature. So Boyle, PV equals C, Charles, T1, V2 equals T2, V2, and Guy Lussac, T1, P1 equals T2, P2. That's it.